Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed to higher trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up one and a half at 5.53 and a quarter. November soybeans up five and a half cents at 13.25 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up five cents at 7.29 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up three and a half cents at 7.11. September spring wheat down three quarters of a cent at 9.19. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it, guys. Leave me a review. Leave me a rating. If you have not already, any sort of feedback would be much appreciated. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like these videos. It will help YouTube. Uh, by doing both of those things, you'll help YouTube to spread these videos out, uh, show them to more people, help me out uh, by liking these videos and subscribing to the channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plant here in the upper right-hand corner. For 49 bucks a month, I offer a subscription service. This is a ton of information directly from me uh, for $49 a month. I wake up early every morning. I put together my newsletter. It goes out at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. This includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all my grain marketing recommendations, um, all my subscriber-only videos, tons of interesting charts and graphs and weather maps. Um, there's a text message service included in this. This is a monthly subscription that can be canceled at any time. As I've said in the past, uh, you don't need a trading account. You can be a cash-only marketer. I won't try to sell you anything else. This is a standalone product. Certainly check this out, guys. We're starting to see some more crop estimates ahead of next week's USDA report. So USDA will have its monthly crop production and WASDE report out uh, next Thursday, I believe, which is the 12th, and it'll be out at 11 o'clock uh, Central Time, as it always is. StoneX, which is FC Stone, had their survey results out yesterday. They pegged the U.S. corn yield at 176.9 and the U.S. soybean yield at 50 bushels even per acre. Uh, the StoneX numbers, again, are the results uh, largely of a customer survey, I believe. Now, interestingly, the, the one thing that stuck out to me and I think that stuck out to a lot of people is that StoneX has the Iowa corn yield at 199. They've got the Illinois corn yield at 203. The state of Iowa in particular has been a real area of contention this year because the state as a whole was quite a bit drier than normal during the month of July and quite a bit drier when you compare it to areas of the east. Yet you look at, at the two crop estimates, Illinois at 203 in corn, Iowa at 199, um, the StoneX number doesn't necessarily line up with that narrative that Iowa would not be quite as good as Illinois because the, the narrative has been, I think to this point, at least in my view, that Illinois has this really good, perhaps even record good type corn crop and that Iowa would just not be anywhere near that. And and this uh, these estimates from StoneX do not um, uh, demonstrate that at all. They, they tell you that they're pretty darn close as a matter of fact. Now, whether or not that turns out to be reality, I don't know, but uh, certainly interesting. There were some additional crop estimates. Well-followed crop scout Michael Cordonier left his U.S. corn yield estimate unchanged at 175.5. Soybean yield estimate uh, unchanged at 50 bushels per acre nationally. He says Iowa is going to be the swing state this year. So more talk about the state of Iowa and where it may end up. Um, you're going to see more estimates from different groups ahead of next week's report from USDA, which is again out on the 12th. A trade group representing America's baked goods companies wants reduced biofuel requirements. Uh, this group, which includes bakers and bread makers and all sorts of different uh, uh, companies, and some of them big companies, they're urging the Biden administration to ratchet back their biofuel 
um, requirements, essentially arguing that any crop made from or any fuel made from crops uh, raises their input costs and, and general costs. The American Bakers Association told Reuters that it met with the EPA last week to urge uh, reduced blending mandates, particularly for biodiesel. An EPA representative said this, EPA always appreciates input from stakeholders, and we are taking their concerns into account, along with those of the many other RFS stakeholders. So just a lot of pressure on biofuel and on the RFS lately. I don't know if any of it will lead to anything. Uh, we hope that it doesn't, but you see stories like this on almost a weekly basis now, where there's some group out there that wants reduced biofuel usage, um, reduced ethanol, senators trying to get ethanol um, corn ethanol removed. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of this stuff going around. And of course, we hope it turns into nothing. We haven't really heard much from the White House in regard to this. Rains return to the Corn Belt uh, late this week is, is the way that it looks. And as has been the case for a while, this stuff is going to stay in the central and eastern parts of the Corn Belt. This is the next seven days. And you can see there's some rain in Iowa. There's some rain in northern Illinois, southern Minnesota over the next seven days. Uh, your 6 to 10 looks pretty good, really, for I'd say two-thirds of the Corn Belt in regard to precipitation, uh, odds of above normal precipitation for a lot of the Corn Belt. But again, the plains, North Dakota, all the way down through the Texas Panhandle, for the most part, um, drier than normal, with the exception of maybe eastern Kansas, um, eastern Oklahoma, eastern Nebraska, some of those areas. Temperatures expected to be warm pretty much across the board. And those warm temperatures are going to roll into the Corn Belt, you know, Thursday, Friday this week, and then stick around for a while. 8 to 14 looks pretty similar, um, pretty wet or wetter for the central and eastern Corn Belt. Even Iowa's kind of dry during this stretch. Here's your GFS through August 13th, total expected rainfall. And you can see here, you've got this divide here between the Corn Belt and the Plains. I mean, really a whole lot of nothing for North Dakota, South Dakota, a little bit of eastern Nebraska may catch some rain out through the 13th of the month and then you've got some pretty decent looking rain totals expected for uh, the state of Iowa southern Minnesota to a lesser extent Illinois uh, areas further east should be okay so the the story here continues I mean central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt continue to do well in terms of rainfall and uh, the plains northern plains in particular continue to miss out U.S. stock market posted fresh all-time highs yesterday. The S&P 500 is now up 17.8% year-to-date. It's up 102% from the COVID panic low. So if you were able to pick the low in the market back in uh, uh, March of 2020 and all you needed to do is buy an S&P fund, you could have doubled your money. Um, that would have been a, a tricky to do, of course, but really amazing the performance here. The market, the stock market, has focused on earnings. Um, there are also traders and, and analysts who would argue that perpetual Government money printing, artificially low interest rates are also driving factors here. Uh, the market's been able to shrug off this fresh COVID news and uh, news of, of additional lockdowns, potentially that sort of thing. So it's it's a positive, and the market acts really well. Uh, the cattle market was higher yesterday. We had the uh, fat cattle up more than a dollar in the nearby August contract. Some more muted gains in the deferred contracts. Feeder cattle up fifty to sixty cents. The uh, uh, cash cattle traded 120 in Texas, 123 to 125 in the north. Box beef market was up again yesterday, up uh, more than $4 in both the choice boxes and the select boxes. In the outside markets this morning, the U.S. dollar is a little bit lower. We have the bonds a little bit higher. Uh, the S&P 500 is down 6. The Dow's down 60. Crude oil is down 77 cents. And the September WTI contract, 69.81 there. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.